Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Each week, our hosts will be interviewing local, regional, and national business leaders to give you an inside peek into how they lead their business to success in the ever-competitive business climate. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Firm, Monday Morning Edition. We are here still at the AIA at the RCAT booth. I'm here with Carson Craddock of Sherman Williams. Uh, he's the marketing manager of Sherman Williams Paint Companies. He's worked in paint and coating industry for over 25 years. You don't look like you have. <laughs> you look younger than that. Thank you. In his current role, he oversees the color and specification resources. And don't forget, remind me not to forget to, to ask you about color. There you go. <laughs> For his current position, he worked in the Chicago market as a Sherman Williams architectural account executives. AAE is what we call it yes. in the biz. Uh, his other experience includes store manager, estimator, and commercial sales representative. He has a business marketing degree from Eastern Illinois University and he holds a certificate as an NACE level one inspector. Uh, is that, uh, and uh, and a CIS construction document technologist. So before I forget, inspector for like uh, plans review or for? It's really just a certification that um, I've been certified from NACE to be able to, you know, look at, uh, you know, surface prep for, for preparing substrates for coatings. Yeah. Um, we get that with Sherwin-Williams just to give us more experience since we're in the coatings industry and applying our coatings. So uh, just that extra level of training, yeah. I'm not using it as an inspector out in the field. Yep. Gotcha. Uh, colors. Who picks the colors? Do you pick the colors? And how do you come up with the names? So that's a question we get quite a bit. Uh, my family and friends always want to ask me who gets, who's in charge of naming the colors. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that is not part of my role. We actually have a director of color marketing that she is the one who looks to see what colors are trending, where we go with them, and and how to name them. Is so, it literally just one person? Uh, she's the director, so she has a team that works with her. Yep. Uh, that, that assists. Cool. Um, first, let's... Well, actually, your slogan is co cover the world. Correct. I have to ask because I always thought it was hilarious. Especially, I mean, how old is Sherman Williams? So uh, it's over 150 years old. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's... I use this joke many times, more than probably necessary. But um, just that it's a logo of the globe with a paint bucket over it. Um, I think that it's cool and it's, it harks back to history and all that have you guys ever talked about that slogan <laughs> like are we gonna cover the world with paint or is that so, is it just me being crazy so it is brought up to us yeah um i am not part of that team that discusses that logo that logo is an iconic logo for us exactly. obviously it, it is a logo that we've had for a long time believe it or not where that bucket of paint is pouring over is cleveland ohio that is where we're headquartered mm. so the uh, what's behind that logo is not that we want to cover the earth with paint. Yeah, we're just 
saying that we have coatings that can solve a lot of solutions and paint just about anything that you need painted. Yep. You know, whether it's uh, for residential, a home, whether it's commercial, commercial facilities and substrates, we just have a lot of coatings that can serve a lot of needs. So that's that's that is what's behind that logo. I'm not even saying changing it, right? You know, especially because, like you said, the word is iconic. It is very iconic. Yes. Uh, one of the questions I have is, what what is least well known you think about Sherman Williams? Because everyone knows, oh, I'll go get my paint, or I'm a homeowner, or I'm a contractor. Okay, I'm beginning paint. What other places are you in that maybe people don't aren't aware of? So actually, that is a great question, especially because of the show we're at at AIA. Our our booth is called Solutions in Full Color, and the reason that we're representing the booth that way is we have so many more coatings than than just residential house paint or or paint for walls and ceilings. A lot of people don't understand that we actually have resinous flooring, so epoxy flooring, terrazzo. We have our own caulk and sealant line. For mm. We have uh, products for roofing, Uniflex roof coatings. Uh, we have intumescent paint. So we manufacture a lot of different coatings for a lot of different substrates and solutions. Uh, what is that roof coating product? It's an elastomeric yep. uh, coating. It, it, it's really more... Uh, to extend the life of a of a previous roof just fluid applied heat applied i'm sorry it is fluid applied fluid applied awesome um uh is it pretty thick or you have to do layers or you know we have several different products that is not one of my market segments that i cover but i mean with elastomeric it does have it does have more build than traditional paint coatings yep absolutely well let's talk uh the, an AAE, which is a architectural account executive, how do they ex- uh, how do they help the architectural industry? So with with paints and coatings, as you can imagine, you know technology changes. We introduce new products. It's really what we're doing is we're helping architects one stay current with with paints and coatings. We're helping them. Ap- you know, select the right products for their projects, substrates. You know, we get a lot, my team gets a lot of calls from architects and spec writers, you know, just talking about a specific project they may be working on and they have all these different, you know, areas that need to be coated with with paints or coatings. And they're just asking what are the best coatings that will fit. Um, whether it's a substrate that's that's going to get a lot of cleaning, maybe exposed to different chemicals, uh, maybe high moisture. Mm-hmm. It's my team that helps direct them into the coatings that will provide, you know, long-term uh, solutions. When did, and if this gets too technical, that's fine. Uh, when did the primer and paint in one come about? Has it always been about and when are maybe the different times to to use them separately? It just seems like there's such a labor shortage um, that and labor costs so much that it seems like such a convenient solution. Um, so it 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 started gaining momentum a few years ago. Uh, and it, it's really when you look at it, it, it it's typically based on your resin uh, type and it's usually tied to your acrylics. Uh, acrylics are known to have really good adhesion and your higher performing uh, products will have that good adhesion. So, you know, if you're repainting or you're going on 
you know, maybe jet board where you're not too worried about corrosion or, or you know, concerns of chemical exposure. Those coatings can be a really time-saving solution to where so they can, you can buy put one it product. Right after drywall, you know, after you uh, either, it depends on what kind of level of finishes that you have. It can be a great solution for the interior of a house. It, it could be. Yep. You know, we, we, we would want to kind of take a look at each project, project by project, to make sure that, that you said, you know, it could be the level of drywall, or I'm sorry, drywall, uh, the finish. You yep. know, there, there are some times where we would still recommend, hey, you know, this, this, this substrate might do better with a primer and then a finish coat. Yeah. Um, but at times, it, it will work perfectly fine. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, did we skip over the uh, how they assist? How your team assists? Architects? Arch- yeah. Uh, no, they- you, you said that. You know. Okay. Okay. Um, what about using Spec Wizard and, and how that relates? You know, that that's just a, a great program for my team because it allows us to put a specification together that is the same format that architects use. Mm-hmm. So we can use it really easy, easily to develop a paint specification, review it with an architect, and it's in the format that they use every day. So it just it makes it really convenient. How we also use it when we're dealing with facility owners. You know, we can give them a, a specification that's really simple to use, clear. They can give it to contractors to bid out, and, and it's just very uniform and very clear and concise for them to utilize. Uh, my team has also used it when they're working with architectural students, and you know, they'll, they'll review a specification with, with an architectural student and, and use Spec Wizard to kind of put that all together. And you know, when they start working for an architectural firm, that three-part spec uh, is something they're gonna see all the time. So it, it's, it's, it's convenient for us because we're using the same uh, format that architects use every day. Yep, um, I, got, I have a two-part question. A lot of times when people think about sustainability, I don't think their head ever goes to paint. And if it does, maybe they're in the paint industry. So could you talk about that? And then also talk about um, VOCs. We always hear that a lot. Sure. How much is that in paint? Is it in all paints? Do you have to specify not? What's the difference kind of chemically of what's happening um, with those? How big of an issue is VOCs? And and where's the paint industry in the realm of sustainability? Sure, sure. So once again, I've been with the company a little over 25 years. When I first started, you know, we had a lot of coatings that were classified as oil-based or alkyd, and and that's really where paint started from. They would they would mix pigments with petroleum-based, you know, oils, and that that's how they applied coatings. And you know, if you think back, a lot of people think of paint as well. We know it's paint; it smells bad. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to be in the room for the next three days. You know, that's where. You know, over the time that I've been with the, with Sherwin Williams in the paint industry, that technology has really changed. We've gotten into really going down the path of water-based coatings. So instead of having you know that petroleum base and using solvents in our in our coatings like paint thinner, you know, 
lacquer thinner xylenes, we're, we're using water. So that is really where you're, you're removing a lot of what you, call, what you talked about, VOCs or volatile organic compounds, out of the coating. So it really helps to improve that indoor air quality. Uh, it, it makes it more palatable to be in that room as, as the coating is drying and you can get in and use that, that space a lot sooner. Um, so that's really kind of what started it is to remove, you know, those VOCs from outgassing out of the coating and where can we go? And that technology has really moved towards water-based coatings. So VOCs are less of a concern than water-based. Do they not exist in water-based? So they do. Um, we actually have a whole, you know, line of coatings that actually are zero VOC. Yep. So you can have technology that actually takes VOCs out of out of the coating. Uh, one of our most specified line of coatings in the commercial industry is our Promar 200 Zero VOC mm-hmm. latex acrylic, and it, it's it's specified and used on on many commercial projects. Um, and where the technology is even getting better is now we actually have the pigments that go into it, the colorant, you know, to make that color, those are now VOC in our coatings as well. Whereas um, there will be some companies that have VOC, that have VOC free products, but their colorants, when they pick a color, will add VOCs to the paint. Whereas we have VOC free colorants. So there, there are a lot of products out there that we can do zero VOC with. What's the premium on, on that line? Uh, really, it's becoming part of the commercial industry. So it, it's really not an up, up, up charge to that. Was it just in the past maybe getting it up to scale, getting all the machines and all the things to make it that way took took a while? Absolutely. Obviously, when you when you roll out new technology, you know, they started, we started seeing zero VOC products come out on the market many, many years ago. And, you know, it as, as technology just keeps improving, those those products just get better and better. And, and we understand how to manufacture those products. And yeah. now, now, it, early on in, in the life cycle of, of zero VOC coatings, you know, painters sometimes were reluctant to use it. They didn't think the quality was there of, of like coatings that had VOCs or oil-based coatings. Uh, now that's not a concern anymore. In fact, in many ways, they're act, they actually outperform um, those other coatings. It's so funny in every trade, it's whatever the new thing is, oh, it doesn't work as well. Yeah, well, yeah, you've been doing it the other way for 10 years. Right. Of course it doesn't work like you think it should work, you know. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And with with paint, you know, there's you know, every every product applies different. And when contractors are used to using a particular product, they know how to apply it. They know how to make make it do certain things, whether it's spraying or brushing and rolling. So when you introduce new technology, they kind of have to learn you know the tricks in the trade of that new technology and sometimes that can take time yeah absolutely um when generally what's the difference between water base and oil base and and why would you choose one over the other so the big difference in oil-based coatings they use a solvent such as mineral spirits as as your um, solvent that delivers the coating to the substrate so when you roll out a solvent-based coating it will be that 
mineral spirits or xylene or lacquer thinner, that's what outgasses and evaporates off. That doesn't become part of the coating on the wall or the substrate. Water-based coatings change that from a solvent to water. So now it's water that's evaporating out of the coating. So as we all know that, you know, as water evaporates, you're not gonna get the odor, you're not gonna, you know, it's gonna dry faster as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of advantages there because you can get and use that space a lot sooner. Yeah. You know, when you paint with a, say an old traditional alkyd coating, as I said earlier, you may want to not walk, you may not want to walk in that room for another, for three days to a week yeah whereas typically water-based coatings they dry to touch in an hour or two and and within a day a lot of times you can use use that space there are some coatings some of our zero voc coatings that have almost no odor whatsoever so you can be painting in that room and people in that room may not even know someone's painting yeah well the, i i swear when i look at paint there's there's always the water-based solution and the oil-based solution why are people choosing an oil-based solution then you know a lot of times we're using oil-based solutions where you're dealing with steel substrates where you have mm -hmm. rust um possibilities or corrosion that can happen yeah so when you think about it you know water can cause flash rusting yep um or or kind of spur on rust if you don't have that substrate you know um prepared as well yeah so that that would be a reason that you might want to look at an oil-based coating when you're when you're you know coating directly to steel or you have some corrosion concerns there's other applications for it as well um, alkyd coatings or oil-based tend to dry really hard. So oh. if you have something that's going to take a lot of abuse, depending on what that abuse is, it, it might be reasonable to look at an oil-based coating for that. Uh, a lot of um, areas around the country, though, are getting more strict on allowing those coatings. So that's why there's uh, such an improvement in water-based coatings because we're, we're really looking at that technology uh, because in some in some areas we can't use some of the coatings we used to use. Gotcha. How did you get into the industry? So it started in college. I I uh, had a good friend that had a had a paint company, and I was paying my my way through college, and it was. Uh, it was just a good paying job and I started out in my summers between college, you know, painting houses in, in the Chicagoland area. And I graduated Eastern with a marketing degree and I just happened to be at a, at a, uh, at a, at a show and uh, started talking with the, the management at Sherwin-Williams and gave them my resume and they called me and offered me a position right out of college. And, and uh, that's almost a great hack. Let's say you want to work for any corporation during college, do, do the grunt work. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And, it, and it, it was very beneficial for me. You know, when they saw that I had experience with paints and coatings, um, it was just kind of a natural fit and yeah. a great company. And Sherwin-Williams is a company, you know, I, I work with people that have been with us 25, 30, 35 years, and you just, you just don't see that as much anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Any kind of topic you want to touch on that we haven't gone towards? Well, you 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 started talking to me a little bit about sustainability yeah. and, and products, and I'd, I'd say that's something that you know Sherwin Williams is is really dedicated to that part of our business. 
you know, we we put a lot of research and development into, you know, water-based coatings, you know, making indoor air quality better. And we're looking, we're looking at how we can improve our coatings to make it better for the end user. Um, with that, as well as looking at products, you know, we also look how we can get better as a company too. So it's, it's looking at how we do our business, um, our deliveries, you know, looking at, at, you know, more fuel efficient vehicles, where we position our stores, you know, whatever we can do, you know, to make that whole sustainability effort, you know, it's kind of holistic. Um, Are you going to be buying, buying those uh, Rivian delivery trucks? <laughs> you know, I don't know, but I did just see one this morning on my way in. The delivery one or, or the truck truck? I, I like think a, it was just a truck truck. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's one in my town. I I want to just bug the guy and be like, let me look at it. <laughs> what I can tell you is, uh, when when the light turned green, it had a lot of get up and go. It got yep. it got going pretty quick. So I was I was kind of impressed when I saw it. Yeah, um, awesome. Uh, if if people want to learn more, or explore more, or go deeper, where should they go? How should they get into contact? Uh, uh, definitely visit our website at SherwinWilliams.com. And, you know, we have a very exhaust, exhaustive website with a lot of information. So there's a, there's a lot that you can look at there. Um, they can even go into any of our facilities. We have over 4,800 stores throughout the country mm-hmm. and talk with one of our store employees. And they'll, you know, if, if, if they're not the right person, you know, they can put, a, they can put people in touch with whoever, whoever they need to talk to with Sherwin-Williams will be there. Absolutely. Perfect. Thank you for everything, Carson. It's been great to talk to you. Thank you.